Hello, and welcome back to In God We Trust podcast. In this podcast, we read a chapter of the Bible every weekday. God says, Man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Matthew 4.4 4. God is telling us we need His word to live and grow. With this podcast, you will be able to hear the word of God spoken to you while doing your daily tasks. I won't just read like a robot. I will break down the chapters for you and talk about how we can apply God's word into our lives. With that, let's get right into it. Okay, today's Bible reading is going to be from Matthew chapter 22, and this is of a king hosting a wedding for his son, and he invites a bunch of people, and they decide not to come. So I will read about that and explain it afterwards. So try to picture that while I'm reading it. Here we go. Jesus spoke to them again in parables, saying, The kingdom of heaven is like a king who prepared a wedding banquet for his son. He sent his servants to those who had been invited to the banquet to tell them to come, but they refused to come. Then he sent some more servants and said, Tell those who have been invited that I have prepared my dinner. My oxen and fattened cattle have been butchered, and everything is ready. Come to the wedding banquet. But they paid no attention and went off, one to his field, another to his business. The rest seized the servants, mistreated them, and killed them. The king was enraged. He sent his army and destroyed those murderers, and burn their city. Then he said to his servants, The wedding banquet is ready. But those I invited did not deserve to come. Go to the street corners and invite to the banquet anyone you find. So the servants went out to the streets and gathered all the people they could find, both good and bad. The wedding hall was filled with guests. But when the king came in and saw the guests, he noticed a man there, who was not wearing wedding clothes. Friend, he asked, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? The man was speechless. The king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. Okay, so in this chapter, the king was hosting a wedding for his son and they invited all of his friends, and he told them about the feast and how he fattened up his ox and his cattle, and they're all butchered and it's all ready. And no one uh, came, and they actually mistreated the mis- messenger, sorry, and they killed him. So everyone was too busy with their business and their field to come to the wedding. And then he said, Go to the street corner and find everyone good and bad and invite them to the wedding. And then the place was full and he saw a man without wedding clothes on. And he said to the man, what are you doing without wedding clothes on? Sorry. Oh, he said, how did you get in here without wedding clothes? And the man was speechless. And then the king told the attendants, tie him hand and foot and throw him outside into the darkness where there will be weeping and gnashing of teeth. For many are invited, but few are chosen. So, 
what I see this parable as is Jesus inviting us to the kingdom of heaven. And he is just like the king in this parable here. And he sent many servants before Jesus. And uh, they they all were killed, just like John the Baptist. And that is how I see this parable here. So we need to uh, set aside our time for God so we are able to glorify him and and actually intake what he is saying because we can't get caught up in worldly things like uh, businesses or going to the field or or just anything else. We can't get caught up in that. We need to have our our main focus on life because we are here for a very short amount of time. Just think about it. Uh, if you're here for like 80 years, that's pretty short compared to eternity. And if you think about that big picture, you would say like, man, like I'm going to do everything on this earth to my full potential all the time because I only have 80 years. And realistically, we sleep for half the time, so we have about 40 years, and that's something that people don't really think about, is how much time we spend sleeping, so we need to uh, find our our own time to have time with God. So, that is what we should focus on. Okay, here we go. Let's continue to paying taxes to Caesar. The Pharisees went out and laid plans to trap him in his words. They sent their disciples to him, along with the Herodians. Teacher, they said, we know you are a man of integrity, and you teach the way of God in accordance with the truth. You aren't swayed by men, because you pay no attention to who they are. Tell us, then, what is your opinion? Is it right to pay taxes to Caesar or not? But Jesus, knowing their evil intent, said, You hypocrites, why are you trying to trap me? Show me the coin used for paying taxes. They brought him a denarius, and he asked them, Whose portrait is this, and whose inscription? Caesar's, they replied. Then he said to them, Give to Caesar what is Caesar's, and to God what is God's. When they heard this, they were amazed, so they left him and went away. Okay, so in this little chapter here, sorry, in this little book inside of this chapter, the Pharisees planned to trick him with his own words, and by him I mean Jesus, and they asked him about taxes and if it's right to pay taxes to Caesar, and he said, let me see the coin and what is on it, and it is a picture of Caesar and Caesar's name. So he said, Give what is Caesar's to Caesar, and what is God's to God. So what I see this as, we can give our our, uh, time to serving men and uh, working for money, because realistically we all need to have an income of some sort, and that's why we need to work to support our families uh, down the line and support your families right now if you have them. So that is what I see 
God is uh, speaking on us paying our taxes because that is originally the government's money and that is just how things work out. We need to pay our taxes to support them so they can support us. So I see this as we give God our heart and our mind so we can keep the big picture on him at all times. Even while we are working our our regular jobs and everyday lives, we can still still take in consideration that we are doing this for God. So that is what I take away from paying taxes to Caesar. So now let's go to marriage at the resurrection. The same day the Sadducees, who say there is no resurrection, came to him with a question. Teacher, they said, Moses told us that if a man dies without having children, his brother must marry the widow and have children for him. Now there was seven brothers among us. The first one married and died. Since he had no children, he left his wife to his brother. The same thing happened to the second and third brother, right down to the seventh. Finally the woman died. Now then at the resurrection, whose wife will she be of the seven, since all of them were married to her? Jesus replied, You are in error because you do not know the scriptures or the power of God. At the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. But about the resurrection of the dead, have you not read what God said to you? I am the God of Abraham, the God of Isaac, and the God of Jacob. He is not the God of the dead, but of the living. When the crowds heard this, they were astonished at his teaching. Okay, so in this one, uh, a Sadducee was speaking to Jesus about the resurrection, and they don't even believe in the resurrection, but they were just trying to trick him like everyone else. And they came up to him and asked a question about seven brothers and how if a man and a wife are married and the man dies before they have children, the wife is supposed to have children with the other brother. And this guy made up the situation where there's, well, he's talking about a situation where there's seven brothers and the first brother married a lady and then all the brothers died. And so she, then he said, so whose wife will it be on the resurrection day? And then Jesus said this to them. This is very interesting. He said that at the resurrection, people will neither marry nor be given in marriage. They will be like the angels in heaven. Okay, so God is just telling us there, when we are all resurrected, we will not be married or in marriage. We will just be like angels in heaven. And yeah, then the crowd heard this and they were astonished at his teaching. So that is, that's something that I did not know. So that is very interesting to think about now. Um, it just makes you think about what, what we, what we are like 
after the resurrection, like what we look like. I don't know. It's just pretty cool to think about. Okay, but now we are reading about the greatest commandment. Here we go. Hearing that Jesus had silenced the Sadducees, the Pharisees got together. One of them, an expert in the law, tested him with this question. Teacher, which is the greatest commandment in the law? Love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. This is the first and the greatest commandment. The second is like it. Love your neighbor as yourself. All the law and the prophets hang on these two commandments. Okay, so this chapter, sorry, this book is pretty short. Um, It is a Pharisee that uh, the Pharisees all were together. And one of them that was an expert in the law tested Jesus with this question. And he said, teacher, which of the greatest commandments is, which of the greatest commandment, sorry, which is the greatest commandment in the law? And Jesus said, love the Lord your God with all your heart and with all your soul and with all your mind. And they all were like, what is going on? Because they all were trying to trick him with questions, but he just kept having these amazing answers, so... Jesus was just amazing at debating. Um, I heard that he, I I need to fact check this. I heard that he like talked to like the council when he was like eight years old or something. Like the temple courts or something. I don't know. I will fill you guys in with that if I ever find that out. But I I would believe it 100% because he is Jesus Christ. So, I mean... (laughs) kind of would make sense but yeah hopefully we learn about that sometime but now let's go on to whose son is the Christ here we go while the Pharisees gathered together Jesus asked them what do you think about the Christ whose son is he the son of David they replied he said to them how is it then that David speaking by the Spirit, called him Lord. For he says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? No one could say a word in reply. And from that day, no one dared to ask him any more questions. Wow. Very interesting, very interesting. Okay, so in this little book, um, all the Pharisees were rounded all together, and Jesus asked them a question. So he asked them, What do you think about the Christ? Whose son is he? The son of David, they replied. And this is where he starts to say some things that are interesting. He said to them, How is it then? that David, speaking by the Spirit, calls him Lord. For he says, The Lord said to my Lord, Sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. If then David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? And then no one could say a word in reply, and from that day on, no one dared to ask him any more questions. So, here is what he is speaking on. 
So this is Jesus saying, how did David, speaking by the Spirit, call him Lord? So he's speaking on, they just said that David was his father. So then he said, how is it that David called him Lord then, if David was the father of Jesus? Do you see what I'm saying? So then they're saying like, how could David be calling me Lord if I'm his son? Because then he would be greater than me because he is my father. So, for he says, the Lord said to my Lord, sit at my right hand until I put your enemies under your feet. So then he said, if David calls him Lord, how can he be his son? So that is, that is what I take away from that there. Okay, well, that is all I have for you guys today. Um, the takeaway for the day is going to be that we all need to set aside a time of the day to, uh, to get to know God better and to read his word. And if you would like to continue to listen to this, I will continue to do this every single weekday. And then you could just, I guess, keep listening. So... I guess take it easy, uh, have a nice day, and God bless. Thank you for listening. I really appreciate it.